So turn your Bibles to James chapter 4. James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. I know a lot of people are out of town this week. We have spring break coming up. All these kids have this tired look on their face, and yet this, this really you know, excited look that they don't have to go to school this week. I know you're happy about that. Um, we, uh, we've been looking at James for quite a while. We're going to look at this passage in a minute. First thing I want to do is kind of lay a foundation for where we're going with this. There's so many different directions we can, we can look at James chapter 4, starting at verse 13 and going through 17. But one that I want to point out to you to this morning is probably the most obvious and yet ignored truth that exists in human existence today. And that is the truth that we don't know if we have tomorrow or not. That's kind of a tough truth to deal with. You know, we live our lives and, and we kind of live it, you know, as though we do have a promise of tomorrow. We live it as though we, we've got, you know, a certain amount of time left in our life. And so we set goals and we make plans and we have things that we want to do and things that we want to accomplish and places that we want to go and things that we want to see. But the sad truth is, whether we acknowledge it or not, we may not have tomorrow. And for some of us, that really catches us by surprise. And if you don't understand that truth by life experience, you need to take our word for it because the truth is you will reach a place where because of life experiences and the things that you see happen in life, and, and maybe even the unfortunate situations where, where you see those who don't have their tomorrows and it comes unexpectedly, you find out that, that there's just no way around this truth that, that actually brings home that important that important step of realizing how precious every day is, how valuable every day of your life is, how there's some things in our life that we may call them important, but when you really get down to it, they're not as important as maybe we would think they are, where you really have to evaluate your priorities and, and think about what's really important in my life, what things should I really invest in. Matter of fact, a good test for all of us would be to ask the question, if I only had 24 hours to live, then, then what things would I maybe even regret in life? What things would I look at and think, man, I wish I would have done more of that? Or what things would we look at and say, I wish I would have done less of that? Maybe I should have done this, or maybe I should have done that, or maybe I shouldn't have made this choice. I think we can all get in those places where we look behind us and we have these regrets, you know? And, and, and where we realize that, that if our time came, we would want to know that we really invested our life in things that matter. Truth is, we should be doing that now, because we're not promised tomorrow. And actually, that truth applies not just to life, existence on this earth, but it applies to every area of our life. You know, we go through our life and we plan where we're going to be. You know, I, I, I've always had people ask me, you know, what's your what's your goal in five years? Where do you see yourself in ten years? And I, I actually personally have always struggled with that. It's probably more my personality than anything. But I know people who they, they plan their lives out and they map it out and they know that where they're going to be in five years or where they want to be in ten years and we make our plans, the things that we want to do, the things that we need to do, the things that we want to accomplish, our goals and all that. But the truth is, as you start traveling down that road of life and you get to a place where you look back and you realize that where you thought you would be is not where you are at all. Amen? Yeah, and if you haven't learned that from life experience, those of you who have lived a while, I, I know that you can look back on your life and think, man, I remember a time when I thought that I was going to end up here or here or here in life, and, and yet life happens, you know? And life happens, but it doesn't always happen the way we think it's going to happen. Little bumps in the road come up, different opportunities uh, show themselves, maybe choices that we have to make. 
Some choices we make that are good, some choices we make that are bad, and we find ourselves looking back and go, man, 20, 30 years ago, I would have thought I was here, but I ended up right here, and it's totally different from where we thought we would be. Amen? And some of y'all are looking at the person next to you going, amen, you know? <laughs> it's true in every part of our life. It's true in everything that we do. And, and that doesn't mean you don't make plans, okay? That doesn't mean it's wrong to have goals. That doesn't mean that it's wrong to try to set out a path before you that, that maybe leads to something positive or something good. But what it does mean is you've got to keep the right perspective about life. That number one says, I'm not promised tomorrow. And number two says, I have to make sure that what I do plan, where I am going, what I am focusing on is really valuable. And it's really worthy of my life investment. Because I'm not promised tomorrow. And if I get to that finish line sooner than I thought I would, I want to know that I can look back without those regrets. That's what we're being reminded of this morning, really, in James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. And you remember, as we've been going through this journey on James on James, uh, the main thing that we try to focus on is really there is a lot of truth, and, and this specific truth that we look at in the book of James is about life application. It's about where the rubber meets the road, Okay. It's about us understanding that, that there are truths of God's word that we use in everyday life right now, and it fits into everyday life, and if we follow it, well, it brings power and blessings and encouragement to our life, and this is no different. In James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17, he says this, Look here, you who say today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town, and we'll stay there. Next. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Next. Your life is like the morning fog. It's here for a little while, and then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting about your own plans, and all such boasting is evil. Remember, it's sin to know what you ought to do, and then not to do it. Well, that, that last verse alone, we could spend a lot of time on that verse. I know I could. I know I have, I have to really look at that and, and look at my life and say, man, there's a lot of things in life that I spend a lot of energy on. And my brother was telling me yesterday, he said, you have too many projects going, you know? He said, when's the last time you took your boat out and went fishing? I was like, I've got too many projects. I know, you have too many projects, man. Some of the things we do in life, and I don't know if you feel like I do sometimes, but it's like so many irons in the fire and we do so much. And we do, do, do all the time, but then sometimes we have to step back and say, what about the things that we really ought to be doing, you know? What about the things that really deserve our energy and really deserve our life investment, really deserve our focus, and really deserve our priorities? If, if you're like me, sometimes you'll find yourself investing your life into things that really don't amount to a hill of beans when it all is said and done. If I was to die tomorrow, there's a lot of things that I've left done, undone, and guess what? It's okay. It's not going to shake the world. The world's not going to fall apart because James left this earth and left projects undone, you know? Didn't, didn't build that fence or didn't get this done or didn't get that taken care of. There's a lot of things, but yet, you know, I find myself really focusing on those things sometimes. And, man, i got to get this done. I'll stay up late or I'll get up early or I'll shift my schedule around. But then there's things that, that really count for eternity, things that really matter in life. And, and it's easy to neglect those things because we get so busy in life and doing things that really don't matter much. And yet the scripture says, listen, it's okay for you to plan. 
But the planning you do and the thinking about tomorrow and the path that you think you're going to take, you need to do it with the mentality that says, if it's the Lord's will, I'll accomplish that. And I guess that does two things. Number one is it puts our life in the hands of the Lord, which is where our life should be always, right? Sometimes we're good at taking control ourselves, but, but it puts our life in God's control. But the other thing it does is if we say, you know, if it's the Lord's will, I'll do this. Or if it's the Lord's will, I'll do that. Then, then hopefully that means we're actually submitting to his will. And we're realizing that he has a will for our lives, a will that is so important, a will that is so powerful, that it, it involves things that sometimes we can't even see. We're almost, you ever seen those horses that pull those carriages, you know, and they've got those blinders on them? It's because the guy driving the horse wants them to go one direction, doesn't want them to see all the peripheral things. And sometimes we need to put those on. Sometimes we need to put them on so that all we see is the Lord's will for our life and not all these other peripheral things because they become distractions in our life. And then what happens is we forget that we're not guaranteed how long life is going to last. And none of us want to get to that point where we end our lives and we look back and go, oh, I wish I should have. I wish I could have. I wish I would have. Here's the challenge for you this morning. If I was to give you one day or maybe a week. Or if I was real generous and I said, you've got one year to live, how would it change your life? What would it do to your priorities? What would all of a sudden rise to the top as being so important? Whether it's things that you need to do or things that you need to say, maybe fences that you need to mend or relationships that you need to invest in. Maybe it's a focus on God's will for your life. What, what, what would it be, what would you do differently if that's all the time you had? Did you know what it could be? Let's pray. Father God, we come before you this morning, and we just, uh, we know that there are so many things in this world that can distract us from your will for our life. And we know, Father, that there's so many things that we can invest our life in that really don't amount to a hill of beans. They definitely don't have that eternal value or quality. Father, I'm not even praying that you take us away from those things this morning. I'm just asking you to teach each one of us how to put those things in their proper place. As we make our plans for life, Father, as we seek to, to do this or that or go to this place or that place, Father, help us to keep first things first. Help us to major in the majors instead of in the minors, Father. Help us to focus on the things that really matter to you and to us, especially eternally, Father. So as we think about the price that was paid for us, Jesus dying on the cross, that he would give so much so that we could have life and life abundantly. Help us to understand that that abundant life has very little to do with the things of this world, Father. That it has everything to do with the spiritual life, the blessings, the strength, the power, and the victory find in you through your son and what he did for us on the cross. Father, help us not to forget that that sacrifice paved the way for us to not only claim Jesus as the Savior, as the Lord of our life, but to even live in such a way, to share him in such a way that others can too. Help us not to neglect our ministry, Father, for the things that we want to do in this world. I pray, Father, that each one of us thinks about what that might be, the things that have distracted us, 
the things that have gotten our way. Don't let it be fear that changes our hearts. Let it be your goodness, Father. In Romans chapter 2, it says that it's the goodness of God that brings forth repentance. When we look at your goodness and how much you love us and how good you are to us, we can't help but need to repent, Father, turn away from the things that have stolen our priorities and have stolen our focus and stolen our affection. Father, if there's someone in here this morning that needs to recommit their heart to you, that needs to just kind of reset their life, regroup and revamp, just kind of uh, change directions, I pray that you give them not only the conviction, but the power to do that. Help us to see, Father, that it's always worthwhile when we turn our hearts back to you. Again, we thank you.